Uh, fellas, this is a a um, oh, this is a pretty pretty good question, and I feel like I know how y'all gonna answer this based on y'all personalities, but we gonna see. All right, would you rather be an unknown superhero or an infamous supervillain? Ah. Uh. For some reason, in my mind, I want to say infamous supervillain. Just because I feel like I, I get this persona that want to be known. But as I'm getting older and I'm more honest with myself, I know that I picked the, I picked the superhero route from, from a perspective that I just wouldn't feel right like doing the wrong thing. So I'll be fine with not being known. All right, Chris, which one are you taking? Well, 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 well. You know, everything in me wants to say what y'all know I would say. But, you know, as Guyton said, growing up, I learned that, you know, no, I can't even do it. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be a super villain for sure. Super <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I ain't going to cap to you. I picked the superhero depending on the power, though. Depending That's on what the I powers. was saying. Because if the power some ass, like, you know what I mean? Like, at least give me something that, like, even if it's not super cool, it's super useful. Like, old girl from Sky High who could, like, grow plants. Anything that, like, grew out of the ground, she could, like, make it grow. People were like, oh, no, that power's super lame. Really? Really? Imagine going to a place. A tree, Adam. It's, imagine go. Okay, well, that, that too. But imagine going somewhere where there's famine and being like, ha, not anymore, y'all. Yeah. Mm. And then just walking away, like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, you know what I mean? But, like, don't give me a power that's, like, uh, some some trash that's just, like, oh, yeah, um, you can see everybody's time of death. Like, Always say, like, if I, if I was a superhero or I had powers, I would want a whack power. Or not even necessarily whack, but something that's unknown. Because I wouldn't want something that's just OP because that wouldn't train me to use my mind or, or, or like, force me to train. I want to get something that's mad either whack or unorthodox so I can learn how to use it. And I feel like that'd be way more dope. I'm not going to lie. If I had the power to give people powers, that would be pretty cool. I, w- I would like that. I would like that. But also, I would have to have the ability to take them away because like... <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like villains always get the best power to start off with, though. If you think about all the villains, the superhero always get beat whooped on first and then they gotta go regroup and figure out a way to beat the villain so that's why I kind of feel like the villain would be more of my style it's always the strike first and always got the upper hand first and then later you find out like okay I shouldn't have been the villain you know I, I'll tell you this I'll t- have have any of y'all seen Doctor Strange yeah yeah yes come on now I, I just that can can we talk about something real quick? Cause like everybody's like, oh my God, who's been through more pain than Wanda? And like a lot of people, a lot of people have people actual kids. That like, <laughs> like this woman was tripping off kids she created. Them kids wasn't in your womb for nine to ten months. <laughs> 
They did not get you no Mother's Day cards, Mr. Maximoff. They ain't get you. What, what are you doing? Hey, losing her mind over the kids. About to kill herself. About to literally kill herself over the kids. Lord Jesus. I just, I, you know, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And we're not going to spoil the movie for nobody. But I just, I don't understand putting up that much effort for something that, like, you created in your head. Like, if I created the thing which I desire, or in person form, the thing that I would, like, desire the most in the world, like, be it children, be it soulmate, be it whatever, and like that thing were to go missing. Like I just kind of charge it to the game. Like, hey, you know, it'd be, it'd be like, like that, that sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Like you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't enslave. And not only did she do everything she did in the movie, she enslaved an entire town in WandaVision. Yeah. Enslaved an entire town. It was just like, I was sad my husband died. So Congratulations, all of you all will no longer have thoughts of your own. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Th- those people went through more pain uh, than Wanda. Also, my my Twitch feed is acting up here, so I can't read the comments and all that. It's, it's constantly saying the error occurred. But don't worry. I'm sure Josh and Chris are going to be replying to y'all. Anywho, if y'all haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, y'all should probably go see it. Very good movie. Well, I've uh, seen it twice. Yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. the, the fight scene that you were talking about. Oh. Wow. Oh boy. <laughs> wow. That boy was some heat. Wow. Because at, that... at first I was like, I was like, hold on. They're not about to make this a. Oh, they they made this a fight yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um. But we got a we got a full show to talk about. We got a full show to talk about. That is is you know no magic is to be found here. Okay. <laughs> Just very mundane, average, run of the mill thing. Except for uh, Al Horford, because we need to check him to see if if he got the book of Asante or something like that uh, <laughs> on his hip. Because I ain't never seen Al Horford act like that before. Career high in the playoffs, dropping thirty to even up their series. But we're gonna talk about that Celtic, but Celtics. We're gonna talk about Heat Sixers. We're gonna talk about Warriors Grizzlies, and we're gonna talk about Suns Mavs. We're gonna talk about Jokic getting MVP. And Brady getting a bigger check than he's made in his entire playing career combined to retire. Also, speaking of checks, Zion is going to get a super max one, allegedly. Coming up here pretty soon. We're going to see. We're going to see. And also, if we got time, we'll ask the question. Can we find a new home for Baker? Okay. We know with a lot of what's making headlines right now is we, there's a lot of people talking about adoption and whatnot. And we're going to try to find Baker Mayfield a home. Okay. We don't worry, Baker. We got your back. Facts over acts cares about you. We got your back, Mr. Mayfield. That sounds like a good show to y'all. Sounds good to me. Perfect show to me, man. All righty. Well, before we get into the show, don't forget the pie pick them challenges on the way. It's inching closer day by day, folks. Remember, all you have to do is be subscribed through the entire NFL season from game one up through the Super Bowl and beat all three of us at predicting the outcome of games during the season, three to five games a week for every week during the season. And with that being said, if you are the person who is um, who is subscribed to our Twitch every Every month throughout the season and beats us, your name will be entered into a drawing with a raffle where the grand prize is up to $1,000. The more people that are in, the bigger the prize pot gets. So I'm just letting y'all know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We the pod that's trying to get you paid. 
Now, with that being said, what's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over at Axe Crew. We got the master, the mix and master in the building, Josh Guyton. That is I. Hey, Josh, what, what does that shirt say? Oh, Isaiah Rashad. Ah, where? You went to an Isaiah Rashad concert? Yeah, I went to the uh, Little Sunny tour when he was here in September. I, I ain't going to ask who you went with. I ain't going to blow up your spot like that. I, I don't want you to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know how it can get, get treacherous in these streets. Chris, we got Chris. Alan, the money man, the man with the plan. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, man. And then you got the little old MC. That is me, King Gibbs. Now, I know that I know that you you seem to be a little down. Is it because Embiid is doing the number on your heat? Is that is that what's going on? Because the series is tied 2-2. Uh, the Heat took a commanding 2-0 lead with the absence of Joel Embiid, but they have not won a game since he's been back. But with that being said, no home team has lost a game in this series either. So, with that being said, Chris, what do you think? What, what you got for your boys, man? What's, what's going so, on? So, I, I knew this question was going to come up. I knew I knew this question was going to come up. So, if y'all see earlier, I sent y'all a video, right? Harden getting his hair braided, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I got a couple questions for y'all. You know, you played a game two days ago, right? Hair was mm-hmm. fine, right? And I get you want to be fresh as ever every time you get on national television, right? Two yep. days ago, hair was fine. He just got his hair rebraided. Today, before the game, he got his hair braided again. Mind you, they're playing in Miami today. After uh... after Harden had a after Harden had a very, very good game two days ago. Uh... You're making some interesting points. You're making so, some so, very interesting so points. Giving, giving those details, giving those details, is it is it viable to say Harden had some fun when he got down to Miami? Well, you know, they said he might have a court date coming up with all that's going on with uh, YSL and 4 p.m. They said he might have a... <laughs> and you know, you got to get ISPY for court. If you don't get fresh for nothing else, <laughs> funeral, wedding, court, them the three places you better be on your P's and Q's. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, seeing that Miami has home court advantage, and mm-hmm. I don't know why people have this much time on their hand, but a guy actually on Reddit and give or yeah, Reddit. He sent yeah. all of James Harden's game when he's playing in a, a in a, in a city with a very nice nightlife. That's the word I'm gonna use. A very nice nightlife. The better quality James, of the strip clubs, the worst James Harden has played. Yeah, in, yeah, in that yeah. City. And, and 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 I'm no genius or anything, but Miami's probably near the top. I mean, if you had to pick ten places in the U.S. that had great three. strip clubs. Miami has to be in your top five, right? I mean, I've Salt been to Lake Miami City was surprisingly s- high on that list. I was shook to find out Salt Lake City was so high because I'm like, the Mormons? Y'all out there <laughs> cutting up like that? Oh my god, what's going on? But no, go ahead, yeah. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, but but e- even with that being said, you still Miami. Is he the top five or it's right outside the top five? Like, literally. Mm-hmm. I've been to Miami six, seven times. And every time I go to Miami, you somehow, no matter what you do in Miami, you find your way into a strip club, literally. Like, it just falls into your lap when you go to Miami. It's like, 
Man, a club born. You know, we can always go to a strip club. It's open. I see what you did there. It just falls into your lap. It just falls. It just falls <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 You, you caught it. You caught it. <laughs> so, so James Harden, sir. I, I don't think Vintage Harden is back. Mm. I don't think Harden of last year is back, who was a shell of himself. I think mm. the Sixers overperformed in Philly. And I think MB causes so much of attention that the rest of the team plays better when Embiid is on the court. Mm-hmm. But if there's one coach that can get this Heat team together, it's Postra. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm 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 I was a little worried at first because I'm like, man, they, they got beat in kind of dominating fashion. Like game four, they didn't they didn't really stand a chance. Game three, they got blown out. I was like, ah, I think they in trouble. But you know, after those facts I just presented, just I just said some general stuff about James Harden. I'm feeling better today. Feeling much better today. And the Heat are currently leading 42-31. So I mean, there's 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 stuff there. There's I'm just saying, there's proof there. Josh, what are you thinking about this series, man? Um, so I actually think the series goes seven. And I think the series only goes seven because with them beat, um, I actually believe that Philly got the better team. Harden is a shell of himself, but um, and beat down low, he's by far the best player in this series. I think Miami just got a system and players that fit well together that can win games and they aren't going to lose at home, but I don't think they're going to be Philly and Philly either. You saw the way that they played at home. Um, Harden, I never really heard anybody saying, you know, I'm about to go to Philly to enjoy a nice they might go for a cheesesteak they might go to run the rocky steps that's literally what i did so cheesesteak in the 76ers game literally yeah but i never heard anybody say you know i'm about to go to philly you about to act up you know fellas you about to get your money together i, I found these uh 200 flights to philly <laughs> hey listen the last thing my all-star game was in philly uh there had to be early thousands right exactly Oh man! Oh man! That's so that's I, I a think good question. If, if that is the case, I think Harden plays at home for a much better reason. Um, but I just don't think either one of these teams, whether they built, are going to lose a game at home. So, I, right now, Miami is up twelve, and I think they're going to win this game pretty handedly. But I also think that Philly is going to win Game Six. So I got Miami at seven. Mm, two thousand two was the last All Star uh, game that was in Philly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeesh, yeesh. I'm going to tell you this, man. I'm going to tell you this. Um, James Harden is, you know, the the old, I want to say it was Tim McGraw that made the song, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'll be as good once as I ever was. That was what we saw to James Harden. It, this ain't the same James Harden. James Harden is not going to do that every game. He's just not. He's just not. The Toby question, Keith. Toby Keith. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know country Exactly. (laughs) Some dude who wears Wranglers and sings about how much he loves America. I knew that much. Uh, But yeah, so the the reality of this series, to me, is going to come down to one simple thing. Um, Can can MB carry this team pretty much by himself? Because I think everywhere else is going to be a wash. And I think that he has to, I think everywhere else is a wash or Miami has an edge, rather. So he's going to have to rise above that. He's going to have to go legend in order for them uh, to win this series in these last uh, two games. I don't know if he has two back-to-back in him. I don't know if Harden has another really good game in him. 
Maxi and company, they're good. Tobias is good. I don't know if they have enough in the tank. I, I just don't. I don't. They barely got past the Raptors team that I have a lot less faith in uh, than these than the this Heat team. So, you know, it's shout, I, shout out Tobias Harris though. He went from being the number two option on that team this year to the four option, and he is still coming out there every day giving his all. Shout, that take a lot. Somebody that get paid, what I mean, get paid to do. But but hear me out though. Hear me out though. Is Tobias is, is Tobias Harris ever a second option on the championship team? I'd no, say he's no, not, no, no. But for him to embrace and not get down, you know, we, I could name a bunch of superstars that come into a situation and they become the third, fourth option, and they actually have an attitude and they play bad. Tobias Harris actually is playing better than he was before he was a second or, right. or second option. You know, because uh, Tobias Harris knows, like you, you kind of know. You know what I mean? Like you know in the back of your head, like, like when uh what was that player? What was it? Uh it was Darius Miles that said, like, I mean, LeBron just gonna have to come in and, and <laughs> that was you know, Miles. earn his spot with the rest of them. After a certain point in time, like he had to know, like, this is not my bus. I am not the driver of this bus no more. <laughs> I am I am somebody passively on the back seat making beats on the the, the seats in front of me. Cause this ain't my bus to drive. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of what I think was going on there. But speaking of bus drivers, uh, we already know who the bus driver is in in Milwaukee. It's Giannis by a mile. But Giannis does not have his co-pilot. He does not have his second in command. And somehow this series against the Celtics is still two two. Josh, what's going on? What what do you think this series is going to come down to? Um, I, I like that Boston team a lot. And as a reformed Laker fan, it hurts me to say that I like a Boston team a lot. However, I think uh, Milwaukee is winning the six because every game of this series has been close. Although Boston had the best defense in the NBA, they proved that no team can really get a formula together to stop Giannis at this point in his career. And it took Boston playing a great game stacked on top of a miracle game out of Al Horford to barely squeak out a win. So although although the Bucks are undermanned, I don't think that we see that performance from Horford again. And I think I think that uh, Milwaukee wins in six. Giannis plays how Giannis plays, and then Boston plays how they play. But it's going to be a, a close series. It's going to be one of the best six game series we've ever seen. But uh, Milwaukee winning these next two. I you know I'm very confused as to what's going on with Chris Middleton because they said that they were optimistic that he'd be back in. Uh, what was it? Two weeks, and that was what two, three weeks ago. Yeah, like I haven't heard anything haven't else heard about. Update, seen a tweet from Woj, nothing. Nothing. This is the quietest it's ever been about a yeah. star. Because I don't want to call him a superstar. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. But this is the quietest I've ever heard about a star in the playoffs. That like this has major implications here. I, you know, I, I ain't heard nothing about it, but. It's interesting. To be honest, is it that noticeable that he's gone? I mean, yes. Yeah, only from this standpoint. Only from this standpoint. You're looking at two very different players between Chris Middleton and Pat Connaughton. Right. You're, you're looking at two very different players there. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Wesley Matthews is good. He ain't Chris. And Chris ain't him. 
Okay. Very true. That, Very true. That is just so I, I think it's it's noticeable, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Like this team didn't fall apart. Like you could tell he's not the right. bus driver on that team. Chris, what are you thinking for the rest of the series, man? How is it 2-2? And what do you think is going the rest of the way? I, I first, I first, I first. I a thousand percent disagree with Joshua Guyton. A thousand percent. <laughs> I see disagree the look on your face. For one, game one. Okay. The bus came out there, gut punched to the to the Celtics. But you got to remember, the Celtics finished their series before everybody. So the Celtics was not to create, you know, chilling, working on practice a little bit. They they, they had the long time off. So that, that's expected. You know, sometimes game one, you come out there a little unprepared, a little lax. Game two, they came out there. But they do. They handled them boys in Boston. They handled them boys in Boston. Handle? They beat them by 20. They beat them by yeah. 20, close to 20. Game three, the the legend mode that 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 Guyton talking about, and, and mind you, this is after after Giannis was held to a measly measly seven field goals, measly seven field goals, like he had one of the worst games he's ever had in his career, and that boy Grant Williams, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they threw bodies at him with no Marcus Smart. They came out and won that game in in a, a blowout fashion. Game three come around. Giannis, it's expected superstars have bounce back games. 42 points. Guess what? They only won by two points. And you know what? Marcus Smart actually should have got a shooting foul on that and went and got three free throws. But besides that, Robert Williams missed two layups at the rim to tie the game and send it to overtime. And this is after a legend performance from Giannis. Yeah. yeah. They lost by two points. Okay. Now, so there's a lot of factors that go into that. Drew Holiday, also the two games they won, he had 25 points. But let me let me show some light on that 25 points. Drew Holiday is shooting under 30% for the series right now. Mm. The only reason why he had 25 points is because he's shooting so many shots. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're asking Drew Holiday for two straight games to give you 25, basically. Because Giannis getting almost 50. Almost 50 only got you win by two. And it's also Jason Jason Tatum only had 10 points, went four for 19. Mm. I think this series is over with. Al Horford is the spark right now. Giannis dunked on him. All you saw is Al Horford shake his head like, okay, okay, okay. Later down in the game, with Al Horford come down there. 35-year-old Al Horford came down (laughs) and then put the elbow in his chin. Put his elbow in his chin. And took care of that boy. Giannis was parallel with the earth. I think this series over with. I think Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, they figured it out. They throwing big bodies at Giannis. Every basket Giannis shoots is tough. Tough. Giannis going to get his, but ain't nobody else getting off like that. The games that they do, you gonna, that's why they won. But Drew Holiday, I, I can assure you, he not getting 25 again this series. He not. Because what they did this last game, they put Marcus Smart on Drew, and they threw all the big bodies at Giannis. They said, Bobby Porter, go ahead, do what you do. And the the Celtics just learned Giannis really, he's a great defender, but on-ball defender, not so much. Brooke Lopez, he's slow-footed, not so much. I'll tell you what, this this series to me is going to come down to Chris Middleton coming back and doing some good things. Oh, they already said he out. They already said he out. He's out for the entire series? He's out? Yeah. He's out for the whole series. Oh, yeah. They're cooked. They're cooked. They're I think, cooked. But, but, but I think that they're cooked in seven. I think they're cooked in seven. And let me tell you why. 
this at the end of the day, Giannis is only one man. And I'll tell you this. If Giannis is already firmly in the conversation for greatest power forwards of all time, top five, no doubt about that. Yeah. If they win this series, I don't give a flying word that I can't say so we don't lose our clean rating. I don't give a rat's behind if they don't get out a step further in these playoffs. A win against the number one defense in all of basketball with your second leading score being Drew Holiday? Uh, nah, nah. You got that. You you instantly, who honestly, at that point in time, he's only behind Tim Duncan. He's only behind Tim Duncan at that point. Yeah. I, I was going to say Timmy and Dirk, but you're probably right. I got to put him over Dirk. I got to put him over Dirk. I was going to say Tim and KG. That, cause K, I got KG, KG was, ahead of Dirk. I mean, I got Dirk I, ahead of KG. I got KG ahead of Dirk because of the defense. Like, Dirk was good, but... Hear me out. Hear me out. This is why I would move Giannis up in that all-time ranking if he wins this series. He is outgunned everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. To me, I'm a guy, if you can do more with less, if you can do more with less, to me, I'm a guy that, A, if you figure it out, when you got complete and total slack, you know... Around you, you do you're doing something special. To me, he move up in that rarefied air with this series because, ooh we, ooh we. Okay, hear, hear, hear me out, Gibbs. Though, hear me out. Hear me out. Another reason why I think the Bucks is is cooked is because it's only been one man that has played with literally nothing around him and sustained that a whole series, and even he got gassed in Game Seven. Yeah. Even and that's and that's my point. And that's my point. I that's why I think if nobody else steps up, like it's one thing to not do much. It's one thing to not do much. It's another to let Al Horford go off at 30 and 15. That is another thing all the entirely. That is another. I mean, Al Horford been balling all playoffs though, man. Playoff, playoff Al. I've been calling him playoff Al, bro. <laughs> playoff balling all playoffs. Okay, bro. but but Chris. 30 is not his playoff. Yeah, high. yeah, that's a career high. You couldn't even bet on right. that on FanDuel no matter how high you wanted to make the odds. You couldn't You bet couldn't on bet on it on FanDuel. That's all you need to know. The people in Vegas <laughs> said, listen, bro, we're not going to take your money like this. We only take money from people. <laughs> we got a couple of morals. Like, come on, bro. You're wilding. This is ridiculous. So with that being said, a lot if your teammates cannot step up offensively, Y'all better at least do your job defensively. You better at least say, you know what? I'm Brooke Lopez is slow footed. Sure. But you know what you better do since you slow footed? You better box somebody out. You better say, you know what? Al Horford is not going to whoop, whoop the wheels off me when we down here in this paint where the area is drastically reduced than if we on the perimeter. But if yeah, you look at you know, it, Gibbs. Who you, who gonna stop him? You got Brooke Lopez. That that's that's your. That's but that's but that's my point. That's my point. If if you're Brooke Lopez, what else do you have to do? Nobody's expecting you to put up thirty, Brooke. Nobody's expecting you to do that. Your job is that guy who just dunked on your star and all that craziness. Your job is to make sure he don't do that no more. That's your job. Uh, yeah, I agree that, with you. But but that's what I think they cooked because the Celtics got several guys that could get you thirty and do what Al Horford did. And that's, they got and that's, at least six, seven guys on that team that can do that. And that's my exact point as to why if Giannis finds a way to win, if the Bucs find a way to win this, 
Giannis cannot be discussed as anything less. I may, may, may possibly hear a conversation for third best power for maybe, may, possibly, possibly. But even that, a little bit of a stretch for me. I, I would have him firmly at number two because this is, man, I don't know what's going on with this squad. I don't know, but it, it's it. they play so well at times. They look like they got it all figured out at times. And then there are times where they're like, all right, if Giannis don't score, we're if Giannis don't score on this possession, we've got nothing for you. Right? Hey, can we talk you. about how bad Budenholzer is? We said he was bad last year, and they they sniffed their way to a championship <laughs> by luck. The skin of eighteen, he is so bad. Hey, remember remember Chris saying that them winning the championship was the worst thing that could possibly yes! happen to him because they yes, got bro. <laughs> He's so bad, bro. Like Bobby Portis went out there and scored eight straight. He said, Bobby, you no, come out. Bobby played 15 minutes last game after scoring eight straight. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I, I all I'll say is this. If again, this is a tall task for Giannis, I think that he gets him the seven. I don't think he can. I don't think he can finish the job. It's it's too much firepower. It's too many, you know what I mean? It's, it's too many really, really good players, really high-level players in that series for me to believe that Giannis is, is going to get it done. And we've got to move on to the West now because we talked about a Robin missing, but the Grizzlies got Batman missing. <laughs> ja is out. He's done. They say he's done for the playoffs. I personally think that him being done for the playoffs mean he's done for one more game. Um, congratulations, Warriors. Y'all are going to the Western Conference Finals. That's just my opinion. Anybody I disagree here? In October. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> you did. You did. Are the, are the Grizzlies cooked? Do we all agree that the Grizzlies are cooked? Uh, I do agree that the Grizzlies are good. Although they're an exceptional team um, without Jai on the floor and even better with Jai on the floor. We saw from that last game that it's just a matter of a young team earning their stripes and it's going to take championship experience to win close playoff games like that. Because yeah. they played great. They beat the Warriors down. It was time for the Warriors to win. They went on runs like the Warriors do. And the Grizzlies did a poor job of stopping it. And they still had a chance to win late game and made very, very bad decisions late game. Dylan Brooks, the entire city of Memphis, wants you arrested. Jared Jackson about just as bad. Hey, Jaron, you know, you're up there. But Dylan was pulling from 30. Like, bro, who do you think you are? Dylan, who do you think you are? He said, bro, I got to be lit. Ja. Ja not here. I got to be Ja. Well, well. I So let me ask y'all this, because I think we can all agree this series is going to be over in five. You know, again, congratulations to the word. Is Ja correct about Poole breaking the code and yanking at his knee? Or was that just a... It happens. Play on. Y'all, you'll be all right. Well, one, Ja got injured because it's crazy to say it's for a basketball player, but he do too much. And I said this probably two years ago on the show. Jumping around and landing awkwardly like that is fine when you're 22. But if any of us on this show jump and land, how Ja jump and land once, we've got to cancel the, the, the show for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Reporting oh. y'all live from the hospital bed where I just got my Achilles <laughs> and my ACL and my MCL and my PCL surgically uh, reconstructed. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't think it was any harm. I don't think it was any uh, foul intent there. I think that's the narrative because 
some of the dirty plays that we've seen. Both teams do it, mostly on the Grizzlies' part, but we've seen both teams do throughout the course of this series. I honestly think Jordan Poole was reaching for the ball and he caught his knee. Yeah. You, you can catch any camera angle or you can make something look a certain way. I can show you a highlight tape to where if somebody never seen basketball before, I can show you a highlight tape to where you might think Dante DiVincenzo, the coldest player in the league. Every if you got to take a, if you take a screenshot of something and throw it on Twitter and you got a million followers, of course you can create a narrative. But I don't think it was any uh, harm that was meant by Jordan Poole. I think he was reaching for the ball. You you ever seen that uh, parody of the the bicycling uh, the parody of the the uh, Tour de France documentary? Yeah, they were talking about all the athletes <laughs> and, and uh, Maya Rudolph was like, yeah, the we don't really have sports where I'm from, so like. You know, bicyclists and their giant legs are like all that we see. And they're like, really? Here's what baseball players look like. And she's like, oh, my God. And they're like, here's <laughs> basketball. Oh, my God. People look like this? That's that's what you're saying with the Dante DiVincenzo. You've never seen anything else. So you don't right. know. You wouldn't know, like, I mean, this guy's completely mid. Like, he's he's not terrible. He's not great either. He's just like, oh, yeah, pretty good player. Uh, Chris, is there is there ill intent with the uh, Jordan Poole reach-in, or was it no harm, no foul? What you think? First off, that's not how he injured his leg, um, to Guy's point. That, that's when he went out for that block, not- he jumped out for that block and landed on one foot. Bro, 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 bro. He already had the injury going into the playoffs. Remember, he sat out for a couple weeks going into the playoffs. True. And he thought he had Superman powers when he got to the playoffs and started jumping like he didn't just get off an injury. So, yes, pool. I've personally, when I play basketball, if I can't access the ball or even feel like I can reach the ball, I'm not going to reach. So, mm-hmm. yes, you can you can imply that, pool. you knew you weren't getting the ball. Why'd you do that? But that's not why Ja hurt his leg. Ja hurt his leg because he out there post-injury, not, not even two, not even, it's probably just now been a month since his injury, and he's out there playing like, 2007 D-Rose. Like, that's that's the recipe for disaster. You just got off injury and you already doing them. Now, granted, he had to do a lot in that Minnesota series because nobody wants to guard anybody. So, I mean, yeah, y'all had to go get you 30-40. But this series against the Warriors, I would have been a little more strategic. The Warriors were struggling offensively in a couple games. I would have been more strategic and I would have picked my spots when I exploded. You know what I mean? Now, granted, I don't play in the NBA, so I, I couldn't do half of what Ja does. But like I said, knowing that I came off injury, knowing my team going to need me down the stretch, I would have picked and choose my spots. I mean, but hopefully this is a wake-up call for him to not change his play style, but we've always seen throughout the course of history players that play at 100% all the time. It's never good on their bodies long-term, ever. I mean, I don't I don't even think it's the plan 100%. I just think that you need to land better. You need to put your body in better positions. Like, right. putting your body in bad compromising positions in the name of like, ha-ha, I can get away with it. You can get away with it once. Now. You can get away with it twice. It's like, it's like uh, and I hate to reference this, but it's like drinking and driving. You may get home safely 99 times that you do it. That 100th time, you never know when that 100th time is coming. You never know. You never know. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that this is as irresponsible as drinking a drink. I'm not saying that. I'm just comparing it to you never know when that moment is that you put yourself in a bad situation, something bad ends up happening. 
Uh, I think that I agree. This is if you watch the play in normal motion, there looks like there's nothing deliberate there. There looks like there's nothing deliberate at all there. So if Jordan Poole did something there that that was very deliberate, he's a sly, sneaky fox because I really didn't. It didn't look like it in regular speed. Again, everything in slow-mo looks intentional and terrible. Right. If somebody shows you knocking over your your partner's coffee mug in slow-mo, it'll look like you intentionally flared your hip out to knock it <laughs> off the counter. But obviously, that's not how it works. Um, so we're going to move on to the next series in the West. One of the three series that are tied at two all, and we'll be seeing a game tonight, the Mavs and Suns. Fellas, what's going on? What's going to happen? Josh, I know that you've been waiting to get these off. I know you've been waiting to get it. So go ahead, man. Tell the people what's going okay, on. Okay, so I do have Phoenix winning tonight. They're at home. Um, I think they're a, a well enough coach team. And at this point, I think they're a seasoned enough team to not let a Dallas team with. I don't mean to disrespect anybody that's playing for the Dallas Mavericks, but it's essentially a, a, a one-player team. Everything that happens with that team moves through Luka Doncic. Um, Phoenix is going to win this series, but I'm going to say is no way Phoenix, who's a one seed, how many wins they have? 60, the high 60s? Yeah, yeah. It's no way that the Pelicans should be getting two games. It's no way that Dallas, even though they protect the home court, it's no way that Dallas should be getting two games. If we ask anybody, you, you can be a basketball fan. If you ask anybody to name Dallas starting lineup, I feel like 95% of the population wouldn't be able to name it. Oh, absolutely. I'm not even positive. I can name Dallas lineup, and I've seen every playoff game since the playoffs started in full. Well, wait, doesn't Dallas use multiple different lineups, though? Uh, I could name a lineup. They got Keebler, Diddy Finney Smith. <laughs> he got this man, Diddy Finney. <laughs> That's how you know Dorian, Dorian Finney Dor, 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 Dorian Finney Smith uh, Luka Doncic Hardaway Jr. Jalen Brunson No he injured He ain't playing oh, yeah. Jalen Brunson Who the three? Dinwiddie? No Dinwiddie nah, is coming come off the bench Dinwiddie is coming off the bench Dang who the three? But that's that's what yeah, I'm saying. They've right. used multiple different lineups this postseason. No, nah, bro, hold on, bro, hold on, bro. That's crazy. Because Dwight Powell off the bench, right? Yeah, Dwight yeah, Powell. Pa- Keebler starts. Keebler starts. Dorian Finney-Smith, Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson. It got a bro. Who is the three, bro? I feel like it was. I've seen every Dallas game too. No, nah, then when he not starting, bro, then we're looking not terrible starting. as a podcast right now. So last game, last <laughs> game, my point. The, the start lineup was Luca, Jalen Brunson, Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney Smith, Reggie. Okay, Bullock. so Dwight Powell, oh Reggie, oh, Reggie Bullock. Powell, that's it. That's, that's it. what that's I, was it. I do that. I do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was the uh, start lineup for uh, game four and game three. It was the set. Yeah. So okay, that seems to be there. Their steady starting lineup. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe they don't go with uh, different starting lineups. But you get my point. So, you but but the point. Suns do win this series in seven. Um, mm. I still think that they're frauds as a one seed to let the Pelicans and Mavericks get uh, two games in these in this series. And if somehow Phoenix does find a way to choke, 
I don't want to hear Chris Paul in a conversation as the greatest of nothing. I'm sorry. I don't want you to compare that man to Eric Snow if he loses the series. I'm sorry, but I got to say it. I got to say it. I got to say it. If Chris Paul cannot win with this team in this situation that he currently has, man. Don't, man, don't put this man in. I'm, I'm putting D Fish higher all the time. Because than everybody, <laughs> everybody said. Everybody says I'm being a homer and being disrespectful when I say Prime Isaiah Thomas it laps Chris Paul, like laps Chris Paul. Everybody says, oh, you're you're a homer, and he wasn't really like that. I'm like, dog, there, how many players ever have led their team in scoring and is in the top five in terms of seasons, top five assist seasons ever? John Stockton is up there. He was never the leader in scoring on that team. Never close. Never close. So... You know, just a little something there. Then you, um, yeah, that, that, Chris, what you think, man? What you thinking? Well, I disagree. The Pelicans, that's one thing. Yes, the the Pelicans, the, Willie Green, you deserve an Oscar, and I, I say that purposely because the way they performed in the, in that series, the Pelicans, I, you, who who knew Jose called whatever his name is, Jose I, Alvarado. Who knew who that man was before the last couple weeks of the season going into playoffs? Well, you're right. right. Who knew CJ McCullum was going to act like this in NOLA? Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Hold on. In all fairness, CJ McCollum ain't doing nothing that's that crazy that's like, what? Bro, but he making an impact as far as leadership and as far as somebody to get a ball to in crunch time and make a play, like but we he know, didn't do we that in Portland. He, that. he didn't do that in Portland. He didn't do that. When Dame was there, he did. When Dame was injured, he did. Yeah, when Dame wasn't there, he did. But he came up short and a lot. This series, it was not a moment in time where you was like CJ McCollum is really selling. Not not one time. Not I'm, one time. If you this. go rewatch that series, CJ McCollum is putting up. 24 game with the Pelicans. He his high all time with the Portland Trailblazers was 23. Like he hasn't become a whole new guy. No, no, no. But leadership wise, you didn't see that in Portland. You didn't see CJ as no leader because he wasn't the bus driver. Exactly. Right. He still he's still not the bus driver of that team to me. They they, they haven't identified a bus driver. It's supposed to be Zion. But they haven't really identified the bus driver right now. Right now, it's Zion, my comedian. Zion got off the bus on Bourbon Street and asked for the biggest beignet and margarita. <laughs> Zion ain't he ain't interested. You, you, in you might you might be right. You might be right. Unless but. that bus is stop. Y'all let Zion drive that bus if you want to. It's gonna stop at Popeyes. Let me get a, a thirty six <laughs> piece, extra crispy, fried hard, uh, spicy, please. Oh, Zion, thanks for getting the food, the team food. No, that was for me. What y'all want? What what everybody else getting? Cause that's that's I, where I'm just saying. I agree, but you also got Brandon Ingram who who got a whole nother look in New Orleans. Like you know what I mean? Like he he was supposed to be Zion's cap uh, second in command. CJ McCullough came down there and said, "Look, Zion over there eating beignets. Let's follow me, and we gonna we gonna do better." They got Devontae Graham over there hooping. Jonas Valatunas, not a bad team. A good team going not a bad team, down man. the line. It's gonna be a good team. It's gonna be a good team down the line. However, sons, y'all have DeAndre Ayton. Y'all have Devin Booker. 
Hey, I've been told y'all about Aiden. I've been told you have bus. I'm off the you, bus, bro. You have Chris Paul, quote unquote point god, and you let two rookies, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Jonas take y'all six. And I granted Devin Booker did miss two games, but still, but still. Michael Bridges was second of second of the year and defensive player of the year. You're a one seed. You got the worst team in the playoffs to play against you. You're a one seed. You're a one now, seed. Now, now, here's why I disagree about Dallas, what you got. If y'all notice, this Dallas series is deeper than just two teams playing against each other. Jason Kidd versus Chris Paul. This is a point guard versus a point guard in my eyes. Because Jason Kidd was... People that don't remember Jason Kidd, go watch some film, Okay. Jason Kidd, the stuff he we was Lonzo Ball before Lonzo Ball. The stuff bad. we see Chris Paul do now, Jason Kidd did that. Just, just for the kids that really? don't know who Jason Kidd is, J- Jason Kidd did that. So to me, this is like tremendous basketball because the adjustments Jason Kidd are make is making is stuff that theoretically he would have did against himself when he was playing in the league. And he looking like a brainiac because of it. He told Luca, because if you remember the first game, Luca came. Luca, Luca becomes the system. To me, Luca's in that category, um, not skill wise, but he's in that category with LeBron, where he's too good to have a system around. He has to be your system. You know what I mean? That that's what I put Luca at. So if you look at that first game, Luca had forty five, but they lost. Right? You look at the second game, Luca had thirty, almost thirty five. I think he had thirty two. The rest of the team had below 13, right? 13 or below. It was a low-scoring game. Yep. They lost again. If you look at the last two games, what Jason Kidd has done is he's made Luka give that ball up some possession and let Brunson and Dinwiddie work like they did in Utah. And they've been let working. The, and, and let Chris Paul get down there and guard Luka so he can get in foul trouble, so he can get out of his, out of his shell, so he can get all discombobulated. And it's been working. So this this is a, a, a clear definition on why a coach matters in basketball to me, this Dallas series. And I, I don't fault Phoenix from losing this, um, losing two games. I still think they win the series because Luka, Dinwiddie, and Brunson, if they beat you in a series, you need an immediate rebuild. You need to start from scratch. If you let that, if you let that core of three people beat you, you need to. I mean, this Suns team kind of can't run it back, right? Yeah, well, they got Chris Paul signed up for another two years. Aiden hasn't been extended, but he probably will. He's just not gonna get the money he won't. And Devin Booker under contract still. So, and Michael Bridges is too. So, but hear me out. What's Aiden's motivation to come back? At knowing, like, you know, he thinks that he is super max. I I, I don't think he think he's super max. Maybe max, but not super max. I I don't think Aiden. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. What we gonna talk about later? I'm I'm betting that he believes he's supermax. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he think he's supermax. Maybe max. Because Devin Booker's the supermax on that team. Chris Paul's a max. And you got room for one more max guy. I think Aiden could be that max guy. And you you just take your chances on Michael Bridges taking a pay cut. Because obviously he can go get paid close to max money if he want to. But Honestly, and Jay Crowder's another guy. He ain't gonna want that much money anymore as long as he on a winning team. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. somehow, some way, Jay Crowder always find his way in the finals. I, I don't know how he does it, 
but he was in Miami. He was in Dallas. He was in, well, he wasn't on that Dallas team that went to the finals, but he was, he was on, he's always on winning teams. I don't know how Jay Crowder does it. He's on the Celtics when they were winning. I don't know. He was on Cleveland when they was winning. So, I mean, that just gives me all the keys to say that they're going to win this series. I'm going to tell you this. I am I am worried about this Suns team because I don't know where you go from here if you don't win this series. And one game, Chris Paul puts on a master class, and the next moment, Chris Paul is – like smaller than his already diminutive stature is. Like he he shrinks even smaller than already being the smallest player on the court, which is like, like, like Josh said, how do we call you the point guard with that? How? To put away the Pelicans, you did not miss a shot. I want to say it was like, what, one turnover against seven or eight assists? And now you have games where you get four points. Now you have games where you foul out. And the fouls weren't even smart fouls. You fouled out trying to stop somebody from getting a rebound. Right. What is wrong with you? This wasn't an intentional foul. This wasn't the last second. Hey, we got to do what we got to do. Y'all will be all right without. You fouled out with a good chunk of the game left trying to stop a rebound. You're not well in the head, son. You're you're just not well in the head. I, at the end of the day, if Chris Paul shows up big time, the Suns will be all right. If Chris Paul is the Chris Paul that we've seen as of late, uh, Alexa, play deads, because these redactors in trouble. They in trouble. I I know I've been out seeing campaign lineup with Luca one more time. Say what? Cameron Payne? Uh Uh-huh. They keep. I don't know why they got him guarding Luca so many times up the floor. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that not man a good is idea. Fool yeah. every yeah, no. <laughs> every time. I, and I gotta address Socrates. So let me let me let me say this: What five point guards are you honestly saying, and you including the playoffs? Like regular season, it's tough to put five point guards above Chris Paul if you go just strictly regular season. But if you go all time point guards, and you say including playoffs and regular season. It's pretty tough to put Chris Paul in the top five. It's a lot of good point yard. The obvious one, Magic Johnson. You know, that's number one. Of course. It's always going to be number one. Of course. Uh, number two. Who, who would y'all say number two? Steph is two. Steph will be two for me, too. Three yeah. is Isaiah Thomas for me. Yeah. Absolutely. The the best little man in the game. Absolute. Best ever. Best ever. Best ever. So, I mean, you get what I'm saying? That's three right there. And we haven't even took a a, a a steep drop yet. You get what I'm saying? Right. Because four, it's a couple options you can go for. I mean, you can go Stockton, who was, who was really, Stockton really North good. You can go Oscar. You, you can go Oscar, who was Ooh. really, really good. I mean, it, it, it's... You could go Jason Kidd, too. He got a ring. I mean, if you count the playoffs, he had he performed at a high level. And he also and, got a ring. And those Nets teams were not in the playoffs because Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson and Kenyon Martin could jump high. That is not why they were there. No. <laughs> that is not how they made the finals. That is no. not it. So, you know, I, hey, Socrates, you, you a friend of the pod, but mm, Chris Paul being top five. Eh. I did. Okay. Who would we throw 15 over Chris Paul? I would say. 
Uh-huh. I mean, again, I don't, I don't know how you would, I don't know how you would take any of the five. If you put Chris put Paul in, six. if you put Chris Paul in, which of the five that we just named come out? Does Magic come out? No. Not at does all. Does Steph come out? No. Does Isaiah come out? No. No. Does Stockton come out? No. Does Big O come out? Okay, fine. Big O doesn't play uh, traditional point guard. Would you put him ahead of J. Kidd? It's more people we forgetting, too. I mean, because you can honestly... I don't know if I would put Steve Nash ahead of Chris Paul. That's where I was going to go. You could honestly... Would you, but would you, would you put him ahead of J. Kidd? Would you... J. Kidd... Like, you could make that argument, but I wouldn't. I w- I, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't put him ahead of J. Kidd. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Because, again, it's not... To me, consistency is key. I don't need you to show up as one of the greatest of the greats in a couple games, and then, like, you just disappear. Because y'all do realize that the foul-out game and the four-point game, I'm pretty sure those are two different games. Like, am I am I incorrect there? Either way, the game... Yeah, they're two you, different games. Like, come on, bro. Come on. And don't get me wrong. I understand Chris Paul is 36 now. This is We are not talking about prime Chris Paul. That's not what we're doing here. But even if we are talking about prime Chris Paul... And another guy I was gonna say you can probably put over him. And I mean, nah, I, I was gonna say impact is a lot better. Um, because I mean it Chris Paul's better than him, but as far as you put playoffs and regular season together, I'm not so sure you really put him that far that much over Tony Parker. Okay, like if you comp- if you add up playoffs and regular season, I'm not that sure you put him that much ahead of Tony Parker. Hey, it's getting dicey, dog. It's getting dicey. I don't know about that one. I don't know. I- like Chris Paul is clearly better than him, but if, if you drafted a team, say I need somebody that's gonna perform regular season and playoffs every year. I here here's here's my only problem that's with Tony not Parker. Crazy accusations. Here's my only problem. Here's my only problem with Tony Parker. If you switch out Chris Paul and Tony Parker on those Spurs teams, do they have more championships or less or same amount? I think they got it. I think they may have more. I think they have more. I think they may have more. I, I if you switch well, out well, Chris well, Paul, the arc, yeah, because I'm saying Chris Paul is better. I, I, no doubt about it. Chris Paul is better. For I sure. get the point Chris is making. Though. I get the point. Cause, cause I, yeah, I get where you're going. I get where you're going. In a vacuum, Chris Paul is by by far the better player. But you got to take accolades. No, nah, I was just about to say, when you take into yeah, when you take in the totality of the career, right? E, I get it. I get how that conversation is had. I get it. And if you're I talking mean, better if, career, if you're talking who had the better career, it becomes a lot closer than who's the better player. Like. Who would you take one on one? Like what you know, or who would you take for one game to to lead your team? I get it. I get it. Right. So, but then I mean, if, if he wasn't a nutcase, he would be by far better than Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, easily. If he wasn't a nutcase, by far would be. Man, maybe, don't talk maybe. to me about Kyrie. Don't <laughs> Listen, talk to me if, about if Kyrie was a normal person, not, well, he's normal. But if Kyrie didn't wasn't a conspiracy believer and have all these rituals and stuff. By far, Kyrie will be wouldn't even be. A Are there any claim adjusters in the chat? Are there any <laughs> any insurance investigators in the chat? Because I would like to report somebody for fraud. Kyrie Irving is a grade A fraud. You understand that? Man, listen, 
there is not a world, there is not a world to me where Kyrie is not a, a huge fraud. There, there just isn't. There isn't. At the end of the day, that man has never led a team uh, to a conference finals by itself. Or, or, or he's never even been to a conference finals without LeBron. Stop. Well, but, but, but I, I agree with you. Chris Paul, pound for pound. Yeah, you you could argue, but if you talk about just player for player, Kyrie Bob, stop. Kyrie, Kyrie's one of the most skilled players to ever touch a basketball. Stop it! Stop it! No, skill. I'm talking about skill. Like I disagree. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that here's why I disagree with that. To me, offensively skilled, yes, absolutely. Offensively skilled, or or let me not even say offensively, shot creating skilled, absolutely. Ability to to create for himself, absolutely. I'll give him that. There are so many other skills that go into basketball that, for whatever reason, bag Twitter has like now made not a skill. Pascal Siakam only has one move in his bag, but he is skilled. He has other skills outside of that patented spin move. Which, by the way, Pascal, please give it up. Maybe please <laughs> learn another book. Maybe learn a euro step. Learn a hop step. Anyway. There's so many players that have so much skill. Ben Wallace was the one of the most skilled defenders of all time. The ability to anticipate where the ball is going is a skill, which is why I think rebounders. People say DeAndre Jordan was just very tall. When the and DeAndre Jordan's prime, he was one of the most skilled players in the NBA. So what that he could not dribble in the same way that Kyrie did? The ability to block shots, the ability to rebound, the ability to get outlet passes going. He had all of that. Lob City wouldn't have been Lob City without him. And, and, I agree. But people don't think he's skilled just because he can't uh, do a, a tween, hezzy cross, half spin off the glass. He said one of the most disrespectful things about DeAndre Jordan I've ever heard. What did he say, man? He said, if you lock him in a gym overnight and tell him he can't duck, when you wake up in the morning, he's going to have four points. Hey, come on, man. Come on, dog. Come on, man. But that, but you know what, though? But that's that's exactly what I mean. Does DeAndre, is he a skilled post player? Absolutely not offensively. He does not have, he's not going to hit you with a ton of moves. But the things that is asked of a big man, he was very skilled at them. Again, there are plenty of tall guys who can't block a shot. If, if if being tall was a skill that instantly led to blocks, then Charlotte wouldn't have needed any big besides Frank Kaminsky. He's seven feet tall. He can shoot the ball. He's he can block shots, right? No, he can't because that's not how it works. That's not how, you know. But anyhow, I digress. Kyrie is skilled in terms of of shot creation. I'll give him that. I wish we could see Kyrie just have a season where he just didn't talk. Like, just went out and just hooped every night, went home, went to sleep, woke up, hooped every night. I just wish we could see that. I mean, listen, you know what I wish we could see out of Kyrie? You know what I wish we could see out of him? Retirement. That's what I wish we could see out of that fraud. (laughs) This man, this Kyrie is so annoying to me because he's he is the reason that bad Twitter exists. Like he's the sole reason. People have to find a way to justify rating him highly as a player. They have to find a way. He's not super efficient. He's not a distributor. He doesn't make the players around him better. They have to find a way to say, wait, what is really good about Kyrie? Oh, his bag. He can do all these different moves. Look at the moves he can do. Oh, he's got so many different moves. Those moves create for him. 
They create for him. Who else is he creating for? Did he create open shots for Kevin Durant? Because Kevin Durant knows what open shots look like. We saw him play in Golden State. Uh-huh. He know what an open shot looked like. Did he get that with Kyrie? No. Not at all. Uh, we talked about DeAndre Jordan in Lob City. DeAndre knows what a good pass looks like. He knows what a good entry pass looks like. He knows what a good lob looks like. Was Kyrie giving him those? No. Bruce Brown was the best facilitator on that team. I said it. I said it, and I stand by it. <laughs> so, anywho, that see, y'all done got me all riled up talking about Kyrie. Y'all done made me riled up talking about Ky- who we. And, and you know what, Socrates? Catching and shooting is actually a, a skill to me. That's a skill that Kyrie has. I'll give him that. Kyrie is a good catch and shoot guy. I'll give him that. But anywho. Anyway, can we jump to Zion, please? Exactly. We go, we go, we gotta, we gotta talk about the MVP and then we're gonna get to Zion. Jokic named MVP back to back. Fellas, analytically, one of the greatest seasons of all time. Did he deserve it? Talk to me. Um, no, I, I can't see. I mean, he he deserved it. He was definitely in top two as far as MVP voting voting goes, but I think that Embiid got robbed. I can't really see how a player that is a six seed led his team to a six seed can be MVP over a player who had a roster who was arguably almost as bad and had a team that had way more dissension in a locker room and he had them looking like the best team in the Eastern Conference and in the, in the NBA with the exception of Phoenix until he missed you know that batch of games towards the end of the season and B got robbed Chris what you thinking man did your boy MB get uh, robbed you know and B missed a lot of games. If anybody got robbed, I would say Giannis, then B. But good for Joker. That's all I'm gonna say, man. If when you asked him to play out this year with Aaron Gordon and got an average 25 and he still made the playoffs, good for Joker. I ain't got nothing bad to say. I'm happy for him. Uh, whatever, bro. They want to get MVP to Joker. I'm fine with it. Like I said, you want to ask Aaron Gordon and Monte Morris to be your second and third command and make the playoffs. <laughs> that's that's mental health that I don't want to go through. That's we, mental health. That- we hate to do a Michigan got dirty. We really do. But Monte Morris is not supposed to be a third option on the playoff team. He's not. He's not. No. Let, no, me, so. let me go to where Josh said, because I want to touch on something Josh said that was extremely important. This 76ers team has withstood more turbulence than most teams could. And I'm going to quote the Osley brothers here. He is a positive motivating force within that team's life. Okay? That is, if they ever feel the need to wonder why, just let him be no, because that man is amazing. What he did this year, a guy who I said, if he stayed healthy, he would be by MVP by mouth. And he did. He by and large did. He played a majority, a vast majority of the games. And he kept a team that by all accounts had every reason to be fractured and torn apart. Ben Simmons not playing. Harden being hardened. Hart, this team had every reason to fall apart. Every reason to, oh, well, you know, it just ain't our year. We'll, we'll pack it up and, and try it again next year. Embiid has been there. He has fought. He has battled. He has withstood to make this team be all right. You can talk about Jokic losing players and all that, but at the end of the day, the players that they lost, I mean, when's the last time Kyler, I mean, not Kyler Murray. uh, What is that boy's name? 
Jamal ain't played Murray. in so long. Jamal Murray, Jamal I don't forgot your name. Lord and Jesus. MPJ. When's, when's the last time either one of those two played big minutes for the Nuggets? And I'm not talking about just in the game. I mean in the season. When's the last time either one of those? <laughs> yeah. So last time they played big minutes, COVID was just starting is what you're hearing, is what I'm hearing. And now, well, I mean, yeah, we got more variants than Loki. So, like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, that team is what they are. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Embiid is a great player. I mean, not Embiid. Jokic is a great player. He had an amazing season. However, um, ooh, these analytics need to get fixed because talking about he had one of the greatest seasons of all time or the greatest season of all time, um, cut the nonsense. Cut the malarkey. Okay. I mean, we already seen the analytics are crazy flawed. Yeah. Yeah. The same analytics that said that uh Montrez Harrell is above Steph Curry. Uh, let me see who else. He's above Steph Curry. Oh, no, 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 no. This is this is the real fun one. Uh, what is that boy's name for Fred Van Vliet was above Steph? Um Who's the other guy? Who's the other guy from Chicago? Um, Zach Levine or De- DeMar DeRozan? DeMar DeRozan. He was at a Steph, DeRozan, and I want to say LeBron in offensive win shares. <laughs> or no, 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 value above replacement. That's what he was. Value above replacement. Can I throw a quick unpopular opinion um, in, in, in here real quick? Help me out. Talk to me. Kobe is my favorite player ever by a landslide. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash should have been ahead of Kobe in those MVP voting in those two years. If you wanted to make an argument for Steve Nash not winning one, the one he won in 2006 should have gone to LeBron. But he had he had the best record in the league. And is I mean, most of the time, the first or second seed wins MVP. Like I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like the, the record is not... I don't care. So I'm, 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 according to how MVP was voted on yeah, up until yeah. that point, it makes yeah. sense that Steve Nash won those MVPs. I get you. I, I'm just I'm I'm distraught. I'm distraught about the idea that um, you know people are saying, well, the the analytics are what tell us who the best player. Those analytics they overvalue certain things, and we need to stop playing like they don't. We need to stop it because again, anybody who says this was one of the greatest seasons of all time. Please show me where. <laughs> show me how. Cause I can I could think of off the top of my head at least three or four that I'm like, oh, that's that's way better. That is way better. So that's that's my thought there. Um now we're gonna go to Zion Williamson because these are discussions being had about him getting a supermax. Fellas, what are y'all thinking? Because the 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 discussion around Zion and the Supermax, and let me quote uh let me quote J.J. Redick here. Um, the feeling is Zion will get the feeling is, oh, my expectation is Zion will get the Supermax, but it will be with some sort of protections for the Pelicans. Fellas, do you think that this is coming? What do y'all what do y'all think here? Um, <sighs> Pelicans are going to get Zion a Supermax. No way. No. I don't think he should get a Supermax, nor does he, Stop it. does he deserve a Supermax, but he's smart to ask for it. Whoever his agent is, is doing the right thing. And I think that a franchise like New Orleans, they've already dug so much into Zion 
they don't want to trade him. And I think they're so desperate for a, a star because regardless of how well CJ, who's already in, in his 30s, and how well Brandon Ingram plays, they're not going to reach that same level of stardom that Zion has already reached or possibly could if he you know, decides to uh, put the beignets down for you know a season or two. So I think I think they give Zion a supermax because uh, if if they don't, where else does he go? I'm a, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something. Y'all, I never want to be this guy. I never want to be this guy, but I got to be this guy. Gail Benson is the owner of the New Orleans Pelicans. Miss Benson, can I call you Miss Benson? I'm gonna call you Miss Benson. Miss Benson, if you give that boy a supermax. <laughs> that will be the biggest waste of money in the history of the city of New Orleans. That will be, and trust me, it was involved in the Louisiana purchase. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I am trying to tell you, Zion Williamson getting a Superman. A man who has played less games than Greg Oden through his first three years getting a supermax would be so flagrant, so egregious, so t- man. I, <laughs> if I was a fan and my owner gave Zion Williamson uh, a, a supermax, I'm standing outside the stadium saying, "Pick it." I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sell the team. Sell the team. You know how people did the Lions and fire McMillan and they was tackling any fan that had a McMillan sign? That would have been me. That would have been me. New Orleans Capellas are unfair. Gail Benson's in there (laughs) plotting our oppression. That, get this man, listen, stop playing. Stop. And again, I hate to be the guy to say somebody shouldn't get paid. Normally, I think this is the first time on Facts Over Acts I've said somebody should not get paid. Even yeah. when I'm like, even when I'm like, you know, I don't think he's worth the max, but like somewhere near there, I could see this one. I can't understand at all. Any, anything over like 20, anything over 20, maybe 25, hit the road, Jack. Hit the road. Hit the road. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Chris, what you thinking, man? What you thinking about this? Oh, I'm, Supermax? I'm glad you asked, Gibbs. So I'm going to have y'all help me. Y'all be my, my props for this when I talk. So. 82 times three. Can I do the math real quick for me? 246. Yeah. 246, right? Mm-hmm. Zion, in the three years of playing, has played 85 games of 246. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay? If he makes the all-NBA team next season, which will be mm-hmm. his fourth year, right? If he makes just one, first, second, or third, he's eligible for $218 million to $234 million. Mm-hmm. If he does it, he's only eligible for 182 million to 195 million dollars, and and that'd be a five year deal. Right. He has missed 141 games. Mm-hmm. He's 21 years old and has missed 141 games. Hmm. Pelicans, New Orleans. Louisiana has been hit by a lot of natural disasters. <laughs> that money 
could help a lot of people down there in New Orleans. That that would be a man-made disaster. This contract would be a man-made disaster. Or less Listen. equal opportunity, Miss Benson, it would be a woman-made disaster. It would be a woman-made disaster. Listen, listen, listen. Even if Zion went out there and averaged 38 and 8 next season, his play style, the end of that five years, he'll be 26, 27, which is our age. Do they really think he's going to be able to keep up that play style with that much weight where he's already broke one foot for five years? It's never been done before. Somebody that heavy, that type of play style is never made. Even Charles Barkley, he was heavier, but he wasn't playing like Zion. Yeah. And on top of all that, he's been injured at every level. He got hurt yeah. in high school. He got hurt at Duke. He got hurt in the NBA. Every I think we said on the show ourselves that people was calling Zion selling what, LeBron? And I'm pretty sure all of us agree his ceiling is Sean Kemp. Well, yeah, I, I think I even said his ceiling was Blake Griffin. That, like, that's a stretch. Like, I, think I was being like, generous. Yeah. I, I was just about to say, Blake Griffin was Blake being... Griffin gave you 20 and 10 a, a couple Yeah, of that's what I'm saying. I, I, I thought I thought Zion could give you 25 and 7, something like that, but which he did. He became an all-star quick, but that type of play style, even Derrick Rose, he was skinny with that play style. Didn't last long. D Wade had to change his game with that play style. Everybody with that type of play style, you either have to adjust or you have to deal with the consequences at the end of their contract. The problem Adidas is sick right now. They're still paying D Rose. (laughs) The the problem is he can't. He can't. What what adjustment would Zion make to his game? Serious question. What would he do? He could lose 50 pounds. That's the adjustment. Okay, he loses 50 pounds. Then what? What position does he play? That gives rid of his biggest advantage on the floor because Zion still bully a lot of people. So he, so he loses 50 pounds for longevity. Now what position does he play? Because he, he can only bang down there with the bigs that he's a lot shorter than, but he can jump higher than them, and he is physically imposing. He's built like a football player on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. You lose 50 pounds, you take away that being built like a football player. So where do you go now? What do you do? You still play the four? Do you slide to the the two? Because you're still not going to be long enough to guard three. Well, if you remember, if you remember when he his second year in the league because he didn't play his first year, his second year in the league, he, they kind of put him at that like point center position almost. You know, you remember they put him at that like point center range where. He, so, he wasn't like, you know. So he wasn't I, I the want big you to man, realize but. how ridiculous what I just said was. He's not quick enough to guard the threes, so you're going to put him at the two. Okay, so you're going to put him at point center. He's not big enough to guard the fours, but he's going to be the center playing the five. Again, the, he's, he's, a, he's a beast with no nation. He has no position whatsoever that he can – Say, this is what I do. This is what I'm going to do well. This is where I'm going to dominate if he loses 50 pounds. But he has to for his health's sake. But the reality is he cannot stay healthy and stay a dominant player. That's the reality. That's the reality. So, Hate it had to be him. Hate it had to be him. <laughs> Hate it had to be him. But facts over acts all warned you about this. We all told you 
as soon as the draft happened, that man was not going to have a better career than John Morant. And so far, we have been right. Only one of them has ever been in the MVP race for a considerable amount of time. Only one. So, we know y'all tired of us talking about Zion and his bad knees and his bad foot and his bad ankle and his bad money contract that's finna come. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.